Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tambi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast. Yes, uh, in this episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 20 of 7th Heaven. The title of the episode is Like a Harlot, or if you are in Germany, it is called The Termination Ball. Which I just figured out was... That it gets at the termination Yeah, the end of, of the school, school year. And the ball means like the dance and not a literal ball, like a demolition ball, which is what I thought. I don't think that, yeah, okay. I don't know how you would ever get to that, so. Also, like a harlot, um, I'm just going to say, is a play on Madonna's Like a Virgin. Is it, though? I think Did so. Did you, like, oh, I thought that was, like, a factoid that you looked up. No, it's not a, I think it is, though. I think that's what Seventh Heaven was trying to be, do to be clever. I see. Well, um, the IMDb user synopsis for this episode was kind of uh, left a lot to be desired, so um, I'm going to read that one as well as the Amazon Prime synopsis. Um, they're pretty much the same thing, but the IMDb user synopsis is, uh, Matt is set up on a blind date for the prom and finds out she is considered the school tramp. Mary and Lucy have dates for the prom, but it turns out disastrous. And then the Amazon Prime synopsis is, Mary and Lucy set themselves up for disastrous dates, and Eric unwittingly fixes his setup with the senior slut, which is a... Uh, proper title, Senior Slut, is uh, capitalized, and it's in quotation, quotation marks. So, um, As you can tell, this episode will be... Problematic for a lot of different reasons. Problematic AF. So here we are at the end of se- ish of season two. Yeah, there's only two more episodes left. We've come so far. <laughs> We're getting close to, like, our 50-episode mark. Oh, yeah, we are. This is, like, what, 42? 42, Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, we actually have kind of exciting news for us. Some milestones. I know that we're reached. Um, thank you to everybody that's been following us on Instagram. Uh, something noteworthy that happened. We, uh, posted a, as you know, we post screenshots and videos from the episode of Seventh Heaven that we are, uh, commentating on that day. And, uh, Beverly Mitchell, i.e., Lucy, Lucy Camden, Camden from uh, 7th Heaven liked one of our Instagram pictures. Yes. Uh, it's, I don't know, it was pretty great. I screenshotted it, sent it to Aaron, was kind of freaking out uh, about it. And we also have been getting a lot of uh, feedback lately. Um, good, like... Good, bad, bad and different. different. Yeah. And um, that's really exciting, too. We really, that's really exciting, too. I'm sorry. Uh, we really like to hear from you. Um, so keep that up. We want all of your opinions, whatever they might be. Yes. So... Let's get into the episode, though. Yeah. So what was your uh, first impression of this one? Um, super problematic, as, we, as I said earlier. Um, I know you didn't think that the episode dragged, but I felt like it did. Um, and also, I'm so used to, like, the really obvious soundtrack um, in Seventh Heaven on, like, the, in the episodes, and I didn't... I don't know. I felt like a lot of it was, like, quiet. We had that one great montage, though. With, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, ska music. No, there was a couple of good montages in this episode, both, in, both centering around Annie. Yes. Uh, so, the, I, the my only issue, the only thing that I thought... Like, I feel like the cold open was half the episode, and that's right. why it didn't drag for me, because after the cold open, I was like, well, there could only be, like, ten minutes left in the episode. It was a very long cold open. Uh, we would have probably edited it, edited it, edited 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 Never mind. Forget it. Let's just start. We would cut parts out of the cold open. Right. 
so we're going to do storyline by storyline. Uh, all the storylines are introduced in the cold open yet again. Uh, so successful cold open, seventh heaven. I guess. <laughs> um, so we'll t- talk through the uh, cold open as we do, and then we'll go to the storylines. So uh, when we start the episode, Simon and his friend Kyle are coming home from school. Kyle is apparently someone who shows up at the Camden household all the time. Because Annie says, nice to see you again, Kyle. And then he said, even unannounced. And she was like, oh, classic Kyle coming over unannounced. Um, And they are, like, acting weird. And then Simon's like, oh, Mom, can you leave? Like, Kyle and I need to talk, but not to you. We just want to talk to each other. It was like a rough day at school or something. Um, so their rough day of, at school, which we find out very quickly, is because Simon is in junior high now, and so it's time for the videos. And this was we find out in the cold open before it even goes to anyone else that it, it, they they had to watch a video at school of like monkeys courting one another. And I just wrote, like, how problematic is it that this middle school uses a video of monkeys courting one another to teach human students about no. sex? Or, like, like, sexuality or, yeah. Yeah, it seems like, you know, they shouldn't show them, like, like I guess, like, porn, but right. like, they should be, like, maybe using realistic, like, not, not using monkeys, maybe, right. like, using, like, human anatomy. Um, I mean, like, I remember my sex ed class, it was just... I'm sorry, I'm, like, spacing out because I'm, like, having a flashback. You didn't, you didn't learn anything, I guess. <laughs> having a flashback to what it was. No, but it was, a, it was like, one of those, like, weird ones from the 80s where it's, like, it's, like, a boy and a girl, and you, and we got separated. You, did you get separated, like, the boys? I went watched? to Catholic school, oh. so we didn't, um, we had health class in sophomore year of high school, and that was, like, when I went to an all-girls high school, but we never... Like, in, other than, like, I think in, like, 7th or 8th grade, in, like, science books, we, in, like, biology books, we might have had, like, very base level, um, like, human reproductive system, like, test or whatever. But there was never actually any discussion of, it was just like, this is the science, and this is what's going to be on the test. Um, but in high school, we had health class, and I think that that was, like, I can't even remember, we didn't, like, watch any videos or anything, it was just like... You know, don't get pregnant. <laughs> and you'll die just like in Mean Girls. Yeah, that, that was No, it. if you no. have sex, then you'll die. That was what Mean Girls Yeah, was. it was like, this is how you don't get pregnant, even though this is a Catholic school and you shouldn't be having sex at all. Um, right. Uh, so they're both traumatized by this video. Um, then Lucy and Mary come home, uh, and they've come up with this brilliant idea or not idea they just are very excited because if matt doesn't have a prom date then that means matt's gonna have to take either lucy or mary to prom with him and <laughs> which is not a, they nope. want to they want to go to prom with their brother yeah. uh and they're gonna like fight over who gets to go to prom with their brother and and he's like uh why would he take you guys and Lu- mary says Brilliantly. Um, well, you know, he doesn't really hang around with us at school, which is false. In every episode we've seen at school... He's always all, coming. Well, and also, he drives them. Yeah. Uh, that nobody knows that they're related, so if they put a little makeup on, it'll be fine. With the right hair and makeup, no one will even realize that he is at prom with his sister. Uh, so, weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this basically uh, kind of is a like, sets up the fact that... So Matt does not have a prom date yet. Uh, and 
I thought like prom was like a week away, but prom is actually the, like the next day. The next day, yes, prom is the next day. Um, then Ruthie comes home from school, very excited. Uh, she has a snappy dinosaur, who, which, which is like fake. I just wrote fake Barney next to it. Yeah, it's yeah. like a Stegosaurus. Yeah. Um, and Snappy is having a live recording in Glen Oak. I don't understand why. Or Glen just Oak like a live show. A, right. Yeah. It's- I don't know. Yeah. It's such a destination, but I guess they're, Snappy's on tour. She well, really it won. was sold out, yeah. so a ton of people were coming to Glen Oak to see the show. So she uh, is telling her mother, you have to get tickets, we have to go. Yes, because um, she'll be depressed if she can't see Snappy. Exactly. And finally, we leave the Camden house, and we go to ch- the church where uh, Eric is working, and we have one of his parishioners. Is that the right word, parishioner? I guess. Um, what's the uh, other word for it? I can't. Constituent? No, no, that's 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 politics. Yeah, <laughs> um, we'll go with parishioners for now. There's another word that is like more broadly because like um, parishioners refers like specifically if there's like a parish. Oh, I don't know okay. in pro- if in like Protestants say that if they have parishes. I don't really know. Uh, so one of the people that co- comes to his church, John Gannon, uh, has a favor to ask him. Uh, his daughter Connie does not have a date to prom. Um, she apparently has a lot of guy friends, but not like a boyfriend. Uh, and he wants, and he doesn't know how to talk to her or whatever because oh, because her he's mother a, died when, when she, she was, she was eight. eight, and he's not a good substitute mom. Yes, um, and he wants the Rev to ask Matt to ask. Connie to prom <laughs> and the Rev's trying to play it off like oh I think Matt already has a date but this guy uh, wait I haven't written down he, he says um, the whole school is talking about Matt not having a date um, so he knows about it and then luckily I'm glad that the Rev calls him out because he's like wow you really seem to be plugged into the high school gossip mill and like why are you plugged into the high school gossip mill um, especially because later on in the episode we find out that Connie does not talk to her dad like that's one of the things that she doesn't have any conversations with him so he's not finding this information out from connie he's finding it out from some other source who knows what that is yes i don't know so maybe it's a school newspaper so the rev agrees to like just he says like all i can do is ask matt i can't like guarantee right now that matt will go with her, so he's like, okay, like, I'm sure Matt's going to say yes, so this man's very excited, and he leaves, and then we have the opening credits, because this was an absurdly long cold open. Um, I'm sorry, before we do, uh, Matt, I, t- I, like, completely skipped over this, Matt, uh, actually also comes into the house, and oh, Annie, yeah. uh, asks him if, asks him if he has a date, or, like, he's going to prom, and Matt says, no, because prom is for a couple, and I'm not a couple. So at this point, not only does Matt not have a date, but he also does not want to go. Yes. Um, um, and then when we come back after the opening credits, we have Annie um, calling the number for to get the tickets for the Snappy Show, and she is on hold for like a very long time with this very annoying automated recording that's like your call is very important to us. Um, and it's so a very long, long scene of yeah. her just cooking while she's on on hold. She makes an entire lasagna. Yes, and then um, she's, like, about to hang up, and someone answers, and she finds out that the show, as I alluded to before, is totally sold out, um, and she can't believe that she's been on hold this entire time just to get told that she can't get tickets, so there's that. Oh, I guess we can just do Ruthie's storyline now, then. Yes, so then Ruthie enters and says, 
Well, and he tells her, yeah, like, the, the tickets are sold out. Like, she's really sorry. But Ruthie's like, oh, no, I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but do you even know what that means? She's like, yeah, depressed means I don't have snappy tickets. Uh, so she's really upset, and... The next day, she comes down ready for school wearing all black, which I think is supposed to symbolize her depression. Um, she also has her, like, snapback on backwards, like, her baseball cap on backwards, and then, but as soon as Annie sees her, like, she lifts the cap off her head and puts it on straight. Um, but right before Ruthie comes into the room in the kitchen, we find out that... Oh, well, like, I think Annie is trying to call a radio radio station. station. Yeah, there's, like, because they're giving away tickets... And this is the day of the show. This is the morning of the show. And Annie has, uh, like, a, there's, like, a newspaper ad right. with a picture of the creator of Snappy. Debbie Miller. Uh, so the rev comes in, and we find out that Debbie Miller is an old high school girlfriend of... The revs. The revs. Uh, apparently, this is he... not somebody that he, like, he was not the heartbreaker in this scenario. She was. Doesn't, doesn't he say, though, that she, like, looks good? Or, like, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she looks exactly the same or something? Um, but then when we see her in person, that is not the case. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, great news. Uh, Annie convinces the Rev to... Call Debbie Miller's parents right. to get her phone number to get free tickets uh, for the show. Um, and then later on in the day... The Rev comes home with the tickets, and we find out that he was able to get them by doing exactly what Annie suggested he do. Uh, uh, he only got two tickets, though, which... So Annie starts... Like, this was such a stupid little part, too, where they tried to make it seem like Annie was, like, jealous of right. this puppet. Um, Basically. Yeah. This woman in a dinosaur costume, she's very jealous. So she's like, okay, yeah, you go have fun or whatever. And they go to the show, and when they come back... Ruthie has grape juice all on the front of her dress. Right, and Ruthie is very, very upset. So uh, we are told that Ruthie thought that Snappy, I keep on wanting to call Snappy Steggy, but it's yeah. not it. Well, it's a Stegosaurus, yeah. you know. Snappy um, is not real. That like they're, cause They she, had like backstage passes right. because they know Debbie Miller. Um, and when they went backstage, did... Steggy. Steggy. Snappy took took off her head. Yeah, so she saw, you know, the character without the full costume, and now she doesn't believe in God anymore either. Yeah, that that is basically the essence of this. This turns into a cute dinosaur story into Ruthie is now an atheist, and the the Camdens have a problem on their hands. Um, The Rev decides that the way to fix this is is to invite Debbie, like, into their home. Right, um, and before, and, and Annie is, like, alarmed again because she thinks that the the Rev is going to start, like, this romance is going to... Like, reignite. Re- yeah, and the Rev says, oh, no, you don't have to worry because I remembered when I saw her why, like, I couldn't stand to be around her. And it's like she does this very, very annoying baby voice while she's in her snappy costume, but also even when she's not. And just normally. She speaks in a baby voice. All the time. Um, so... There is pizza for dinner from what do you, the hot box is that what it was oh, called? Oh, yeah, hot box pizza. Um, and I guess as is normal at dinner with the Camdens, you like. Well, they sit down, and I think one of the kids opens up the pizza box, and they're all kind of sticking their hands in. And Debbie is actually the one who says, "Well, aren't we going to say a blessing first? And um, or like a prayer?" And Ruthie just goes to who? Because she's now an atheist. Remember. Uh, Fun facts about Debbie. Uh, Debbie is played by Dawn jo- Jeffrey. 
I was going to say Joffrey, but no. Don Jeffrey. Uh, Don Jeffrey is actually uh, Mackenzie Rosman, who plays Ruthie, her, like, tutor in real life on the Seventh Heaven set. And uh, she actually, this is her second appearance on the show. Um, Didn't even notice. She went in, like, season one in the Brave New World episode when Ruthie starts pre-kindergarten. Um, she's the teacher, Mrs. Miller. So, yep. Yeah. Great little fun facts for you. Um, <laughs> so that lady. So then this all just gets very weird because after dinner, the re- like the, the whole rest of the family is downstairs um, and the Rev and Annie are like cleaning up. Um, and Ruthie is just upstairs with, with this woman, woman in this dinosaur costume like, who's like singing to her or chasing her around her room or something. They're like dancing. But like the thing is like this woman doesn't quit. Like she is. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't even have the dinosaur. Oh, wait. She keeps saying. First of all, she's only wearing the dinosaur costume, which I think is, like, weird, but she keeps putting the head on, like, taking the head on and off. She's talking in this baby voice. She's, like, at 100 all of the time. Uh, She's, like, smiling and happy and dancey, and it's, like, grating on my nerves, and, I mean, Ruthie has no patience, so... (laughs) Because then, because after they're done, like, singing or whatever, Ruthie's like, okay, like, whatever, I'm, I'm fine now, I believe in you, and... Every, I'm not mad at you anymore. Yeah, I'm not mad at you, um, but, oh, a very clever... We right. got a very clever shot of her crossing her fingers behind her back when she says she's not mad at anyone anymore. Um, and she just tells... This woman's like, do you want me to read you a bedtime story? And she's like, no, please, just go. Um, <laughs> so she, actually, this is a pretty good scene, because Ruthie was like, please, stop. <laughs> and she pushes back, too, because she's like, oh, snap... This Debbie is just like, oh, snappy. Just does so every, much he for does, the, does for so kids. much for kids and wants everyone to, like be happy or whatever and like teach educating kids or whatever is what makes snappy happy and snappy happy snappy happy and then they somehow get into a conversation where Ruthie turns it on her and was like yeah but doesn't Debbie make a lot of money from all the stuff that because I think she just doesn't want she wants Ruthie to continue buying like the line right. of snappy videos and, and videos, books yeah, and whatever yeah. so Debbie's like trying really hard to retain this one customer <laughs> Yeah, I guess Ruthie, like, was a big, a big uh, consumer of Snappy before this revelation. Um, revelation? Revelation. Revelation. And Snappy, who we've never heard of before. Right, she's exactly. Got, she's, like, inseparable from this doll until the end of this episode. But the doll was just introduced in this episode. And the doll is then immediately thrown in the garbage. Um, Snappy then has a moment with her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> um, I'm going to call her Snappy because she's not Debbie anymore. She's just completely... She's just a dinosaur yeah, she, now. Yeah. And, like, it's still... now not, She's not even with Ruthie anymore, but she's still talking in that baby voice. And it's... And, like, she's saying words like traumatized, but in a... Baby voice, so like traumatized. Yeah, she said, "Oh, I'm sorry about traumatizing Ruthie earlier. I'm not doing that voice." Um, but <laughs> um, she gives the Rev like an extra long hug, and again, I guess like the jealousy storyline. Well, like Annie walks in on it, but then it makes no sense because then Snappy just walks over and gives Annie yeah. a really long hug, and uh, <laughs> then like something about the children crying is what raises the ocean levels. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, scientists, scientists would not agree with that. Yeah. And then she's, like, kicks out, kicked out of the home. Now, this woman is still in her dinosaur costume, <laughs> presumably came to the Camden house in, in her the- dinosaur costume. Doesn't have, like, a bag or a purse or anything. Pretty sure she just walks around in this costume <laughs> all the time. She stores all of her stuff in, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> that That's... 
Oh, well, then um, the Rav goes and talks to Ruthie. They, like, Annie says something, let's see how much damage that dinosaur did. Um, which is, like, if they knew that she was going to cause so much damage, then why send her, uh, like, why have Ruthie spend any alone time with her in the first place? Right. So the, their whole story, their, the whole conversation is about um, how the Rev is like, oh, it hurts me to think that you don't believe in God anymore because, like, I see how all God has done for me every day, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, yeah, but I can't see God. And he says, you can't the wind, wind is real, but you can't see the wind. Why doesn't he use a gravity example? Um, well, he used a bunch of different examples, but at this point, I feel like you weren't paying attention. Oh, I so. was not paying attention at this point because I was so done with this episode. Um, they, we do have an interesting scene here. Uh, this conversation, I did like pay attention to certain parts where Ruthie was like, well, what happens if I don't believe and what happens if I do believe? Uh, like, I'll, I'll want to hear like the pros the, and cons. Yeah, like, um, oh, I wrote this uh, outcome-based faith is right. what I wrote it down as. Which... Yeah. Reasonable. Yeah, I think so. Especially for a little kid. You don't want to invest all this time, you know. If, like, it doesn't matter, and... Right. (laughs) We're not... (laughs) We're not going to touch that. We're not going to touch that. Um, Uh. So, they have a conversation. Erin, how does it end? Is it resolved? Does she believe in God again? No, she falls asleep. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. In the middle of the conversation. Yeah. Um, And I think that's it. Well, the, for the, Ruthie? Yeah, well, the because she has this, like, out... She's like, okay, so, like, what happens if I don't believe? Is, like, anything bad going to happen to me? And if I don't... Uh, well, no, it's like, if I do believe, what are going to be the positive impacts? And then if I don't believe or don't, like, will anything negative happen or will nothing happen? So the Rev says, well, I believe, but, like, good things and bad things are going to continue to happen to me just because that's how everyone's life is. I think that was a really good thing to say, though. Like, I was really nervous that at that point... He was going to be like, if you don't believe in God, that nothing good will ever happen to you and bad things will happen. Right, and that's a very skewed view, but I think this was very, like... This was a good way of handling that conversation, I thought. Um, But I think that's it for the Ruthie storyline, so we don't know if her atheism gets explored further on... In uh, it future episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's fine, I guess. I mean, it might when she's, like, much older now, but it's kind of abandoned for, like, at least six years. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, we'll do Simon's storyline next, uh, which follows... A, it's basically all about him dealing with this video. But he doesn't. And yeah, he just at acts, all. The whole time he's just acting weird and running away from everyone. Right, so I think one of the first things we have of him running away is when he runs to Matt. Uh, Matt's like, oh, you're a man now. You've seen the video. And, well, he said that he'd be, um, I think I think Matt says, like, you're better off now that you've seen it. And, and Simon says, I'd be better off, off if I were a monkey. And I was like, right, this video doesn't really actually teach anything, in my opinion, because Simon's like, oh, good, I know how monkeys, like, court one another or mate now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the rest of Simon, like, Simon's scenes... ties into well, Lucy, I mean, and Lucy and Mary's. Not really. I was just going to say that, like, Simon just has a bunch of scenes where he is walking away from people or, like, in hiding or making sure nobody's home when he enters the house, even though he enters the house without any keys. So, <laughs> I don't... Well, he did... He, yeah, so he did that... Okay, so he gets caught by the Rev coming into the house because Annie catches on that he's seen the video. So Annie tells the Rev to... Talk to Simon, um, I guess, like, about sex generally. I don't really know. Um, And Simon is trying to avoid having this conversation. So he keeps kind of saying that he doesn't want to talk about it or trying to, like, deflect the attention onto someone else. 
Um, and then in the end, he actually, the conversation never happens. Yeah, so the conclusion of that is the ref finally, like, sitting him down and saying, look, like, we need to talk about this. And he's like, we really don't because, like, I, we've always talked about sex in this house. Uh, they apparently, like, he knows all there is to know because the rev is never, like, uh, cautious, not cautious, I guess, but, like, shy like, about having that conversation. And he says that Matt told him everything. And, so. yeah, so he's fine. And I think the point of this was the rev saying, well, the reason that, like, um, the video is shown is because a lot of households don't have these conversations. Yes. Uh, which I thought was also a good point. Not I guess introducing it for people, the viewers at home yes. to talk to their 11-year-olds. About sex. Yes. That, which did not happen in my house. Not, yeah, never had, no. That never had that conversation. Didn't happen in my house either. <laughs> um, that's really it for Simon's storyline. Um, I think, the, I guess we'll go to... Lucy and Mary next. Yes. Um, so <laughs> Lucy and Mary really want to go to prom. And they're really good buds now, apparently. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like it's like hot and cold with them. Uh, yeah, because in the in the last episode, they were the, fighting yeah, over that's the when they room. they put the tape down the room. Yeah, I was wondering if that was... Well, I guess Lucy's like, you know, happy because she knows how she was conceived now, so... That's got, got her seated oh, for a couple oh, of yeah, days. Oh, yeah, I forgot that that's, <laughs> she's excited about having been conceived. <laughs> um, so they, we, the next scene, we, like the first real scene after the cold open is them eating popcorn in, the room, in their room and like playing with their food. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just throwing popcorn at each other, talking about like how they can, I don't know, how they can get to prom or whatever. And the phone rings and Mary picks up and... It, she's she. The person on the other line says, uh, "I'm a friend of your brother's." Mary's like, "Oh, it's one of Matt's friends." Um, basically, how the conversation goes is one of Matt's friends uh, want is asking Mary out on a date, and that he also has a brother and would like a double date with Lucy, um, and it's for tonight. And they like immediately think, "Oh, are you taking us to prom?" Uh, no, it's it's not that night. It's the next. It, oh, the next night. It's the right, next right. night because they think they the next day we see them at school. Right, right. Um, and they're like, oh, "Are you taking us to prom?" Because the dates for tomorrow, and that's when prom is. And they're like, "No, because prom is for couples." Which is again, what, I just want to say something. Prom is not for couples. Like, yeah, I, like I'm pretty sure it's just like a thing that everybody go, yeah, like goes you, to yeah, for the most part. And, that's the one dance you go to no matter what, or like. I've been told you go to no matter what. I mean, I went. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna when say. I was in high school, you went to no matter what. Like, if you were in a relationship or if you weren't or you had a date or you didn't. It was just, like, a thing well, that you did. Because I, well, like, I, I, because I went to an all-girls school, everybody went and they, not, I don't think every single person brought a date. But, like, people just brought friends if, if they, uh, like didn't have if they weren't like dating someone or didn't have like a, it, it wasn't a couple thing it was like oh you like bring a, like a friend that you would just like have fun with at this party um also another thing well we'll get back to this with matt's thing but anyway so uh they're but we find out it's they're not going to prom but they're just gonna have a date uh it's gonna be a double date we find out that the boys names are casey and kyle um so the next day uh, Lucy and Mary are at school and they're trying to find out who these guys are because they're like, we've never seen them before. And apparently nobody, there are no guys in the senior class named Casey or Kyle. Which, and <laughs> I don't believe there's no guy named Kyle in that senior right. class. Um, uh, so in the meantime, we have Kyle 
Simon's friend go up to Simon saying, I have a date tomorrow. Me, me and my brother have a date tomorrow. Um, and his name is Kyle. Yes. Kyle. Uh, <laughs> and his brother's name. Is Casey. So if you didn't get what was happening. That's what was happening? <laughs> that um, when Mary just like wrongly assumed that when he, Kyle said. I'm your, bro- I'm um, your brother's friend. That it was Matt. Yeah, but no, it was Simon. Um, so they're very excited for their dates. Their dad is really happy that they're going on a double date together. Um, they like convince their mom to also be okay with it. So, like they, well, they they say like it's oh we don't know these guys. They're very upfront with the fact that they're like we have no idea who these men are. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, and that they were like we're just gonna stay at home and watch a movie because we'll all be to get like in a safe environment. Um, and Annie's like, okay. Well, the, I don't under, I don't remember the context of, like, this specific quote, but, like, I think Annie was, like, looking at them suspiciously, and Lucy says, it's, beca- it's because it has to do with me, isn't it? Yes. Which I was like, this has nothing to do with you, Lucy. Why? Why do you do this? Um, but, yeah, like, she says, fine. Um, the dates then ring the doorbell. Uh, and they open the door, and it's twins. And yeah, because I was also kind of wondering now, because um, I thought where the- where Casey was after school. Like Simon's only friends with with one of them. What, with one of the, I guess they're trying the ch- to live separate lives. I guess. Um, I also thought in the phone call he said my younger brother, which was why it would be okay for Lucy to be on the du- be on the double date, but. Maybe he is younger by, like, a minute (laughs) or, like, whatever the thing is. Uh, Yeah, so they're twins, and they're in matching suits. Beige suits. Yes. And they have... Did they have flowers or something? I feel like they had flowers. Maybe. Oh, yeah, they both were holding, like, bouquets. Yeah. Um, And then, like, as punishment, the Rev and Annie, or, well, Annie mostly, because the Rev... Is out at uh, Snappy Show, I think. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not home. Or he's, like... I don't know what the hell he's doing. But anyway, Annie is um, forcing her daughters to be on dates with these 11-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, can you tell them they have to go home, like, any way out? And Annie's like, this is what you get for setting up dates with strange boys. And I was like, but that's the problem. They're literally boys. Yeah. Like, you should really, this is not okay. And then, I know, I get, like, I get, like, why it's funny or whatever. But then Annie's like, uh, you can't really reject them. This is, like, they're at a very fragile age, and this will, like, really mess them up. And I was like, no, reject them now, <laughs> because otherwise they're going to, like, have expectations that they feel need to be met by women all that, of the time. Yeah, like, when they want the day to be over it's not over until, until they say it's until, over until they say it's over exactly uh, um we get some like i guess funny scenes they're really not that funny about like them trying to act um mature yeah. well like at the dinner table um i think simon says that like casey will show you his one chest hair and then the kids like all the men in my family mature at an early age so <laughs> and they're like making goo goo eyes at both the girls and it's very uncomfortable um, then when they're watching the movie, they're like, oh, we saw, we've seen a really scary movie. It's PG-13 and it's called Titanic. <laughs> like, what did they find scary about Titanic? And also like, why are they, why is Kyle so traumatized about monkeys courting when he saw that sex scene in Titanic? Oh, I was like, what sex scene? Oh, yeah. The sex scene. But it's not like, you know. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> it's not what? like graphic. You're making it sound like. It's, like, hardcore. It's I mean, isn't she naked? Um, 
during the paint me like one of your French girls. Yeah. And like we see that she's naked. Yeah. So no, he's really traumatized about girls after the monkey video. I guess. But he's completely okay with um, Kate Winslet being all out there. I saw that film and it's a original original run in theaters. I think <laughs> when I was like five. I, know, I think I got we got the blockbuster movie of that and it was two videos because it was so long. Yes. Uh, all right, it's Titanic. Uh, Bill Paxton died today. Rip. Yes. Yes. So now they're going to know our recording schedule. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah, we record beforehand. Great. <laughs> Not the day of. Uh, so anyway, moving on. So that's really the end of it. These Obviously, this doesn't work out. These yeah. relationships, this date. Um, they, I, yeah, it just ends, basically. Really, yeah, there's like a little bit of a, at the end, um, Simon, Lucy, and Mary are all, like, hiding. The, the Rev and Annie are, like, in the love den. Waiting and, for Matt to come home. Yeah, and they all sneak downstairs because they want to get more pizza, but they also do not want to see their parents because they all kind of know that they're in trouble. And, like, the Rev just gives, like, a one word to, like, so, to, to Mary and Lucy. He's just like, don't go on dates with strangers. And that's how it, like, ends. <laughs> yeah. And we get back to the we get back to this, like, plot line about the fact that Lucy can't date. Um, and oh, yeah, she's like, does this mean I, you know... Which is like, what... They use the word date, like, very frivolously here, because they're like, we're having a double date in the house, <laughs> but then they're like, but I can't date. Like, pick something for, like, what dating is and what dating isn't. Yes. And you, also, I think at this point... So, like, Lucy is, like, at the end of her freshman year, and at this point, like, a year ago... Mary was dating Wilson and very much, like, allowed to date. So I think that their standards and, like, these... And also Lucy dated Jimmy Moon for a, a full year. year. Exactly. What do you call that? Like, going steady? What's the difference between that and... I don't know. I don't understand this either. Um, um, but if there was... If they do it, like, by how old they are, or, like, I guess maybe how mature. Like, Mary was more mature at this age, so and also I they guess trusted her. Mary's never seen... Like, at least in the first season, we don't see her quite as boy-crazy as she is now. Um, so, like, maybe... And we know Lucy's very boy-crazy from the beginning, so maybe that's, like, their way of dealing with them differently. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get to the main storyline, which is... Matt's slutty girlfriend. About the high school harlot. Um, this is, there's so much slut shaming in this episode, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, so. But I, also, there's no reason. Like, I know, there's <laughs> absolutely no reason. So. Um, when we finally see who this girl is, because right. Matt. So after the cold open, um, the Rev approaches Matt in the kitchen and he says, like, I, th- I think you should, like, ask this girl out or whatever. And even though the Rev seemed like he thought it was a bad idea at the church with Connie's father, um, he, when Matt says, I don't think that's a good idea, he's like, what, is she not pretty enough for you or not? Like, he says, like, a few things. And Matt's like, no, I just don't want to go o- I have other re- Like, his reason is not wanting to go to the dance with someone that's been titled, quote, She's unquote. She's got a reputation. Yeah, the senior slut. So the Rev kind of, like, guilts him into it because he, he's like, oh, what, well, tell me what, like... Then, then what is your reason? And um, Matt's like, "Well, Matt's like, well, I'm gonna go. And when you find out the reason, you're gonna be, you're gonna wish that." Uh, I and that would have been the perfect time for him to be like, "I've said yes, and I'm gonna take her now." But uh, but this is why right. and I now didn't you want to. Yeah, and now you can't take that back. Like that would have been the perfect like delivery of that. Yes. Not like sometimes revenge isn't a, d- a dish bester of cold. Maybe it's like piping, piping hot. 
<laughs> um, so the next scene we really have is Matt at the school, and he asks out Connie. This is the day of the prom. Yes. <laughs> Connie is played by Shiri Rappaport, um, and apparently she was voted number 48 on Sci-Fi's Sexy 50. Wow. So she's probably done a lot of Sci-Fi, and people find her sexy. Um, Connie is, well, like, she does not play as, like, a harlot or anything like that. I don't even know. I don't know what to call she, like, like she. Uh, well, like because I feel like we're, we're it's going to put us in a position where we have to like stereotype. I know, and I don't want to do or that. Label right, but okay. So we can put it in like the context of Seventh Heaven, right? The way that Seventh Heaven, you would imagine that they would portray someone who is slutty or sexually promiscuous. I guess yes, we can use that's that. a better word. Um, um, they, she's not. She doesn't look the way you would imagine that the show would set her up right. to look. Like, the you know, we, we've heard so much about her now. Um, yeah, like, I, w- I, I would imagine Seventh Heaven would do a thing where, like, they would dress her in a certain way. Or they would, like, make her... Do her makeup in a certain way. way or, or yeah. like, make her really forward. But the way that Connie acts is actually quite shy. She's very, like, she's just a normal girl, which is exactly... actually Like, I don't know if, like, Seventh Heaven was meaning to do this, but that, like... You don't, I don't, I don't even know how to like begin to wrap my head around this just because everything is so wrong with it. Yeah. And then the other thing, well, I think she does say, I, I'm not sure if this happens at this point or not, but doesn't she say like that she thinks Matt's only asking her because, I don't know, he wants something, he has bad intentions or something? No, no, no. He, she thinks uh, that he's, it's a pity ask that her dad's doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. She was like, my dad asked you, right? And he's like, no, your dad asked my dad to ask me. <laughs> And he's doing it, like, as an F you to our fathers, like, let's go. And then she's like, well, I don't want to embarrass you or make you look bad because she knows about her own reputation. And Matt's like, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Uh, We also find out because it's the day of prom, she does not have any of the things except her lingerie. Um, (laughs) Which she keeps in a paper bag. um, Matt volunteers his mother and his sisters to help out. Um, Even though we have already... I think we see, I think it's after Matt is yeah. talking to Connie. That's her name, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that Mary and Lucy are like, whoa, that's who Matt's asking to prom? And then they're, like, judging her. So clearly this is, like, everybody knows. Um, Matt shows up to back home with Connie. With, yeah, with Connie. Yeah. Uh, and says, hey, Mom, you have to make this girl a dress. <laughs> So and and Annie's just like, okay, the, the prom is in like three hours, but okay, maybe a little more time. But yeah, yeah. she and she only shows up. She's like, I don't have anything except for the anything that everything that I'm wearing underneath, which, as Aaron said, is in a paper bag. Um, <laughs> we have another montage because Annie has a stroke of genius. Looks at her like green velvet curtains and, and it's like, like this will work and she like rips them off and it's like i will make this into a dress um we have like yeah like ska music playing over <laughs> sewing and like the girls doing sh- her makeup we- and also like throwing shoes around and annie is furiously well she's measuring connie yeah. and then she's like at the sewing machine and matt's sleeping and matt is sleeping and it's all just fun times at the Camden house. And somehow the green velvet dress has changed into, like, a black Black dra- fabric. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever generic fabric, polyester, who knows. Yeah. Um, and there's, a fe- like, a black feather boa. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, well, it's not... She, like, 
Yeah, I don't know where the material came from, but it's like sewn into the dress. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. So um, she's all ready to go. And Matt they, wakes up and gets dressed. They have the like she's all that moment where the transformation comes down the stairs. And Matt's uh, got his corsage, and it's just it's beautiful. And like uh, Connie's like acting like a normal person would in the situation. She's very thankful and grateful that like his sisters and his mother helped her out like this, uh, especially because her dad's nowhere to be found at this point. Um, yeah, someone, a father who was so invested in the prom. So they say they say that they have to go to, because they have dinner reservations. And this is my other point about TV prom. Why? I guess this happens at like public schools or whatever. I don't know where they have it at the school because like. No, my my school did not. Most. But I think, but on TV they always show it like it's at. Yeah, the public schools like. I'm from also do proms like, like not, out at a place, yeah. but th- why why don't why doesn't the prom serve food? I think also the presumption is that schools think people are going to drink on this night too, so they they, they want, want people to be eating. But in TV proms, they're always going to dinner before the prom, and it just bothers me. Yeah, so they go to dinner before the prom at prom before they go inside. Uh, I think. Uh, I can't remember for, for Connie. Name. Yeah, Connie like tries to make a move on Matt, uh, and then they have this conversation about why Connie is the way she is, um, which goes all over the place yeah. and is inconsistent. And doesn't make any sense because she's like, "It's because my father's too nice to me, but he's also very stern. But he never talks to me, uh, <laughs> and I never knew how to handle boys, so I gave them what they wanted because my dad always said that guys only want one thing." So I said, that's how I'm going to find a guy, because I'll give him what he wants. And I want guys to like me. And then Matt's like, well, how's that working out? Um, and then they talk about how, like, a relationship is, like, a give and take. Like, one person is a giver and the and next person is the person taker. Take, which is not what a healthy relationship is at all. <laughs> um, and then Matt also brings up, like... The fact that women are nurturing and men are providers. Right, and once and once after the men have hunted Connie that they, like, lose interest because they've gotten what they wanted. Um, and that, so he's like, you have to, like, you have to expect more things from me and make me do more things before you give anything to me or take my virginity. I don't, because, <laughs> I don't understand what the freaking, like, metaphor is there yeah um and so they're like she says well you've given me so much already like this dress and (laughs) the makeup and the shoes presumably the fact that i'm here in the first place the croissage croissage the dinner and and matt's like more (laughs) i need to give you more (laughs) you're being weird about this now well he's like i I don't dance so you should you have to to dance dance with me Yeah. yeah Which, they went to prom, so I would hope that that was kind of implied in the whole prom invitation anyway. And then he kisses her, because, great. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then after prom, they're making out in the car, and then, but, like, she puts a hold on, like, where the next step is. And Matt's just like, okay, and then she's like, really? <laughs> You're just gonna say okay? Which, was, which like, if that, if that well, means... Well, before they went even went in, she was like, hey, I can do, like, what do you want me to do? Like, right. I, you bought me dinner. Um, and now she's like, I'm not doing anything for you. But which also means that maybe, like, the, in the past, if she's ever been like, that's enough, and somebody was she's like... She's been like, yeah, forced. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's what that means. Uh, yeah, that, I, I know that that's... <laughs> but um, it's, just, it's just like... 
straight, like, uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, Strange, why did you do this? Matt then takes uh, her to the perfect place, which is back home. <laughs> and um, everything between her and her father is, her fine. father's sleeping on the couch, and she comes, and it's, we find out that it's like, ten, only like 10.30. Yeah. And then the prom's over. They ate is, dinner and prom's over. <laughs> <laughs> they danced, I guess, and they made out a little. Um, so her and her dad decide to have, like, tea and have a conversation, and her dad's like, oh, my God, you're going to talk to me? And it's a big thing. Um, he, Matt is, like, really happy that his parents set him up with um, Connie. Like, I think they, like... Like, we're meant to think that this is going to be a thing that continues, except... Well, no, because Matt's like, oh, I should let my dad set me up on more dates. So, like, kind of saying, like, screw you, Connie, i got to see who else my dad can uh, find for me. Oh, I thought it meant, like, uh, we're actually going to start dating for real now, um, but I was going to say that she'll probably never come back. Yeah, that's a good uh, good guess. Uh, At so- the end of the episode, uh, Matt comes home. Uh, what we get in the background while, like, all of this prom stuff is happening is... Oh, right. We didn't say that um, the Rev and Annie find out that she is... The harlot. Yes. Oh, yeah, and they're very anxiously waiting... For Matt to get home all night. Um, because they think that Matt's Eating ice have... cream and pizza because they think he's going to have sex with Connie. Um, and this is something that even Simon apparently knows about Connie. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why? Oh, yeah, and this is when the, 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 the term harlot is used because as soon as they... If this is actually as soon as they leave for the right. prom. At the whole family standing down by the front door... And uh, they were like, oh, Connie, there's there's a biblical word for what she is. And then they're like, you just sent Matt off to prom with the school harlot. It's like, oh, um, yeah. Anyway, the point, <laughs> the, the last thing I said. We're disappointed. During, yeah, the last thing I said during this episode was, well, like, Matt is like his father, just like Simon is from the last episode, where he went into, saw a family situation that was wrong and went and fixed it. Except he did absolutely nothing. Well, he just brought her home, which was the perfect place. The perfect place. Well. Um, it was like, oh, or like said no to her and listened. I don't know. Listened to we, her saying no. Yeah, we'll never really be able to pinpoint exactly how he fixed her. Uh, uh, I'm, assu- I'm assuming she's no longer the high school harlot. Not that I that guess. is a bad well, high thing. High school's like over, so. Right, but like also saying that it's bad to be sexually promis- promiscuous, which it isn't. Yes. So do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. As long as consent, everybody's a consenting person. Um, that's it. That was the episode. What are you gonna rate it? Uh, two point five. Yeah, I think this was slightly better than. Actually, no. I'm gonna give this a two. <laughs> it was. It was on the same level as the last episode for me. I see. They. Uh, all right. Well, anyway. Go over to our world-famous Instagram, yeah, because now Beverly is a- Mitchell is checking it out, so, so you, you should, should be, too. Yes, um, we're hoping to gather all the cast <laughs> at some point. Yes, we're going to round them all up and may force them to like our photos. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, right, we have a couple of videos from this episode that we might be able to post, the montages, um, and maybe you'll see Snappy in all of her glory. Yes, um, and then also our Facebook and our Twitter and yeah like uh, like us rate us review us on iTunes subscribe to us please and that's a wrap 
in season two, man. No, it isn't. Oh, on, I was like, on season two? <laughs> no, episode 20. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Almost a wrap on season two. Um, I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this was Camdencast. <laughs>